found a view out across the sea. I sit down in the sand and drink in my hand. Starting off a Wednesday afternoon on the muster, going to Glen Muir in Northern Southland, not far out of Balfour, catching up with Peter Allen. There's a deer farmer that way. Peter, good afternoon. Yeah, good afternoon, Andy. You're right, not far out of Balfour, but uh, three times the altitude. Yeah, what is your altitude there? Uh, we're 1,300 feet, about 360 metres. That's a wee bit too. Yeah, so, um, yep, and, and that's why we get a bit more of the white stuff during the winter, but um, look, on a day like yesterday and today, it's, uh, yeah, spring's just around the corner by the feel of it. You just need to dry out like everybody else, I'd imagine? Absolutely, yeah, and, and anybody that's negative about that and complains too much, I go, well, what would you rather, you know, live in a drought-prone area or, or be where your moisture level's a little bit higher than, than desirable at the moment. <laughs> it is winter too still, theoretically. Absolutely. Yeah, look, we're going to have a lot more repairial uh, work to do um, just from feeding out bailage and stuff like that, but you just get into it and you, you sow it out and you, you redo it and it, it comes up again. By Christmas time it'll be looking good again. It's almost a holding pad until spring, isn't it? Yes, exactly. Hey, Peter, we'll start off with this. Um... The lack of large animal vets. You know, now, you're up at the conference. We talked about this a while ago um, up north, and there's a bit of concern in the industry with staffing numbers. Yeah, it's an industry-wide thing, and I don't think there are many veterinary entities around the country that um, over-endowed with uh, vets, not just large animal vets, but um, vets in general. And right now is their busiest period, and um, I can attest to that with... Uh, having discussions with Morgan, CEO, and, and all the other vets. Um, as I said, I'm lucky enough to be chair of the Northern Southland or NS Vets, and, uh, yeah, I can tell you we're a couple of vets short at the moment, um, but some of the practices, depending on the scale of the practices, they're 8, 9, 10 vets short, but, again, it has to be you know kept in perspective. Uh, even CVS vets that I'm on, their directors, um, yeah, they, they could do with another vet at the moment. And when farmers start complaining about how busy they are and how long their days are, just, just give a bit of a thought to uh, veterinary staff at this time of the year that um, are already a couple of members down. Don't we're, they... we're pretty lucky at Northern South and Andy with our structure. We've got uh, really good staff there and good facilities. Um, we're essentially just landlords now, but the contract vet practice, it's, it's, it's really good with great vets and, you know, we've got a fantastic manager who just keeps everything running and, no, it's, it's a pleasure to be part of, really. Yeah, and NS Vets, proud sponsors of the muster as well. Um, but we talk about the veteran vet situation as such. Didn't the government promise, promise like, about 18 months ago, 200-odd vets were going to come into the country and there was about four or something turn up and just went to custard? Yes, and, and the amount of money that they've thrown at that uh, to the amount that have come in is, is completely out of proportion like everything else. And, and uh, if we get on to politics, that could be a fairly long story. It could be a fairly short conversation too, Andy, depending on uh, how I feel about it. But no, look, honestly, the last six years have just been a, an exercise in, in how much money they can, they can burn in a week. It's just been an exercise of throwing money at a bonfire, essentially. Dear Velvet Prices, Peter, what's happening? Yeah, well, it's something we never discuss um, in between seasons, Andy, but the stags are basically getting set to grow their new velvet by way of button drop coming up pretty soon. Nothing's really done that here yet, but in the next month that, that'll change. Um, but it's a little bit like the political polls. They're a complete waste of time talking about velvet prices when it's uh, 
there's too many variables in the system when we're dealing with two countries, China and South Korea, and the buyers don't come out with their prices like you know your, your Fonterra's and your Meatworks do with scheduled prices and milk price payouts. The velvet prices, we're more concerned, or I am more concerned about the, the velvet from the past season being paid for, spoken for, and and all offshore into the market and uh, starting the, the forthcoming season with a clean sheet. That's more important to me. And you really don't know about firm prices until the day before you sell it. Now, that may be a little bit of an anomaly compared to you know, most of the farmers' psyche on, on what they deal with, but that's just the way it is. And when you've been deer farming for 43 years, then you, you just get used to that. Must be frustrating, though. Not really, no. You, you, there's just too many variables that can change the price. And, and where it was last year, yes, that's a starting peg. Um, but when you're dealing with countries like China, whose, whose economy is tanking, that has a big variable on it. And, and the reason for that is that it's a luxury food item. So that may be the last thing that, you know, affluent families spend on that are, and the same with Korea. But, you know, their economies never mirror each other. And, and when one's up, one's down, um, South Korea's probably doing OK compared to a lot of the countries at the moment. Yeah, very pragmatic thinking on that. Um, yeah. As far as venison, what's happening there? Is it is it flatlined? Yeah, good call. Um, it's flatlined basically for the whole calendar year, and that's not normal. Um, normally we get into this time of the year, and, and the fact is that most of the processes have just started up again this week after having two weeks either maintenance or holiday and kick back into gear. Um, schedules are still flatlining, and... and that's because they would normally be coming up, so instead of dropping like mutton, lamb and beef, they're just, they're just staying where they were. So that, that's kind of their compensation for, for dropping when they should be rising and, and heading towards those double digits coinciding with uh, chilled season European trade in the September-October period. But, yep, so far so good. So it's just a matter of being matter-of-fact about the way that the Venetian schedule rides and rolls as well? Yeah, exactly. Exactly, and, and we're under the same constraints that all other red meters, with uh, freight constraints and and cost of everything. Really, just the cost of uh, you know staff is still a big issue for a lot of the processes as well, Andy. That that hasn't changed. Hey, just to wrap up, Peter. Um, yeah, we were talking last night ahead of today's conversation. You had a good active spell yesterday, didn't you? This is this is great. <laughs> Yeah, I got off um, and went and had a game of golf, Andy, because it was a good day. And a mate said, um, do you want to? I said, yeah, why not? And I felt so good about it last night. Come home, watch the athletics, and, and you forget about farming. And, and a lot of people need to do that. And No, you're absolutely right. At my age, I, I don't have to ask permission, so it's great. How many steps do you do over 18 holes? Uh, quite a few. <laughs> when you're a rookie golfer, it does, they don't go down the middle. So you are a rookie golfer. There's nothing oh, hiding it no, no. because um, your know, surname's Allen. There's sure to be a bit of pedigree in there somewhere. <laughs> surely, come on. Oh, look, look, my favourite sport watching at the moment is the uh, athlete, athletics in Hungary uh, in Budapest. It's just fantastic. I, I love it. Well, leave it there, Peter. Always appreciate your time. Thanks, Andy. Peter Allen, dear farmer at the Glen Muir. In Northern Southland, this is the muster on a Wednesday afternoon. Up next, we'll go and catch up with Nigel Woodhead.